You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Battle Ray Nation, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your favorite podcast covering your favorite team every day, all day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman. Today's Thursday, and early on in the week, talked about the rookies reporting to camp. Not really that much has happened since uh, since that point. Uh, we do have some news. Tracy Smith will be replacing Br- uh, Brad Seeley as the special teams coordinator for the Houston Texans. The Texans did interview, which I thought was pretty um, interesting, actually. They did interview Josh Cribs. You guys may remember him from Cleveland. Uh, I think he made a couple of Pro Bowls, was an All-Pro at returner one year. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting. But ultimately, they went with Brass, Tracy Smith, rather. Now we have that role filled. We'll see what Smith can bring to the special team side of the ball. Also in the NFL news, the NFLPA held a call with players. Uh, the league has agreed to no preseason games, which is what the players wanted. Uh, and they also are expected to have an 80-man roster for camp and not 90, uh, which is what they usually have. So that is also what's going on in the NFL. And the NFL season is scheduled to kick off in 49 days. 49 days, huh? <laughs> it seems like the NFL do not want to push it back in no way, shape, or form, huh, John? No, they don't know why there's a lot at stake, a lot of money on the table that could be lost. Um, so the NFL definitely wants to get with their old as a, as a league, as an organization. I get it. I understand. And the players have multiple – the players have said multiple times, created a whole hashtag. They wanted to play. So now here we are. You got your opportunity and chance to play. I still don't understand how that's going to keep them safe, though. Because if they're doing all this with their top priority being safety, then I really don't see it. I don't think safety – well, let me say this. Safety is the top priority for everyone, but – Money is also right up there. So the NFL may be looking at it as if you guys don't play, we don't make money. And if we don't make money, you can't get paid. And you have some players that may be thinking of the same. And I definitely think further along the line before the season actually kicks off, the NFL and the players would do a better job of trying to work hand in hand and with each other instead of against one another. We are back with another installment of our Houston Texans positional previews. And John and fans who are listening, we are at a position where it's going to be a very interesting one. You know, this is a position where it seems like the Houston Texans were set at for over at least the next five years. And then there was this trade that had happened. I'm pretty sure you guys know what I'm talking about, a trade that involved DeAndre Hopkins going to Arizona. And now we are in the standpoint where it looks like this position that it looks like it was pretty solid. Uh, it's a lot of questions. A lot of if this guy can stay healthy, if this guy can develop chemistry with Deshaun Watson, if this guy can not get so many concussions in 2020. If you guys still don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about this wide receiver position. This is possibly, let's say, with, 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 with everything, regardless of how you feel about the trade. You take a look at the guys that the Houston Texans are coming into the season with. After breaking it down, I am under the impression that this might be the Texans' third most talented position. Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills. 
those four guys, and 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 yes, there's more on this. There 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 are more on the list at depth chart when it comes to receivers. But at the end of the day, we're going to keep it at these four guys because we know a lot of the burden will fall on their shoulders. And every single one of these guys that I mentioned, they are not scrubs. Let's get that out the way. They all have had monstrous games. They have all have had career seasons. With the exception of Kenny Stills, all of them at one time and another was at least the primary receiver on their respective team, especially Brandon Cook during his time with the New Orleans Saints. But the main problem is at this stage in their career, you can possibly say that the Houston Texans have a lot of second-tier receivers. But if we need someone to make a huge play, let's say fourth quarter, 10 seconds left, it's the divisional round of the playoffs. The Houston Texans need to score a touchdown on this drive to keep their season alive. And let's say they're what? fourth and seven and they and, and and they go for it which one of these guys do you have faith in that's going to step up and make that big play that's where the problem comes in at i don't think it's a problem i think when we look at what the texans have at wide receiver you know you mentioned them cooks steals fuller uh cop that's talent we, and then let's also you know not to mention because we're talking about a certain core but we still have the tight ends that help out with that and the running backs but you know, if if, that, if we're looking for possession to be made, I have so much faith in Kenny Stills. I really believe he is going to be the difference maker uh, for this Houston, Texas wide receiver core. And by the way, Randall Cobb, who has played with the likes of Aaron Rodgers and a very decent quarterback who's still waiting on his money, Dak Prescott. Cobb had a very, very good year last year to be the third receiver on that team. And so the reason why he was so good last year is because he was so dependable. We have dependable receivers. Uh, we have them on the inside and we have them out. We're, we're going to be able to shake up some things in order to get, you know, hopefully with Tim Kelly moving forward with this offense, we're going to be able to shake up some things in order to get these guys in the best situation that they can win. But I have no doubt that we have possessional receivers. You know, my question and concern would be for the bigger plays, how long can we expect to have because of the injury-prone players that we have with Will Fuller. And, you know, Brandon Cooks has those two concussions, but he hasn't really missed a significant amount of time. But we do have some injury in there. Will we be able to get consistent big play out of those receivers? And I'm glad that you mentioned the Randall Cobb situation because, John, even though we lost Hopkins, I'm, I am I kind of feel like the Texans are still pretty solid at this position. And... It's like I, like I keep saying every time we talk about this. Instead of having one guy who can do it all, you have multiple guys who can step up and do it all. These four guys can give Deshaun Watson so many opportunities on the field to the point I kind of I kind of feel like the Texans will have a better offense in 2020. Now, the number one question is, out of these four guys, who do you feel is going to be that top-tier receiver? There, Who's going to be Deshaun Watson's number one option? After breaking this down, looking at these four guys, I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks. And I'm going with Cooks because he has had the experience of being that top-tier number one receiver for a quarterback. A very and, great one, too, by the way. Two great uh, ones. And I'm talking about multiple ones. Like I say, the only reason why that he 
ended up leaving New Orleans was because they drafted a guy by the name of Michael Thomas. And the Saints feel like they had a better receiver in Thomas. And they felt that they needed to save their money to pay this guy or the, the other than paying Cooks. <laughs> but Cooks, New Orleans, New England, and even pretty much so in Los Angeles, he was the top tier receiver. Last year, he had a down year that was because of injuries. And just like he told us when we was on his introductory press conference, there was a lot going on behind the scenes that he didn't want to get into. Now he's in a better situation here in Houston. He's with a better quarterback here in Houston. And I kind of believe that Brandon Cooks is going to have a resurgence here with the Houston Texans. And I know a lot of people might be looking at their headphones, looking at their stereo, whatever you might be listening to this on. I know you might be looking at this and saying, well, what about Will Fuller? What about Will Fuller? I honestly do not believe that the Texans are going to give Will Fuller too much responsibilities because you never know when and if he's going to be hurt. And the last thing I believe the Houston Texans don't want to do it's to make Will Fuller the primary target. And by week two of the regular season, he's out for the next six weeks. Now you have put Deshaun Watson in a, in a situation where he's going to have to revamp his game plan to make sure that he continue to establish being on one accord with a guy like Brandon Cooks. Let me say this. I totally agree with you that it'll be Brandon Cooks and not Will Fuller, not because of, you know, your – Theory, but just simply because I think Brandon Cooks would be able to do a lot more. We've seen him be able to display a lot more in order to get in open space and create those one-on-one opportunities that he can win very quick with his feet, uh, very decent route runner. So that's why I think Cooks would be the number one receiver for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you know, you mentioned a balance. In years prior, let's, let's just use last year for an example. Everyone knew that it was Hopkins, and then your second target when he was healthy was Will Fuller. Now, in a situation where if Brandon Cooks is the primary target, the Texans probably are going to have their opponents on their pins and needles to see who else they need to pay attention to. Because let's say if you run a – let's just say they're in the play and you have Cooks, Fuller, and Steels out on the field. It's going to be tricky for the Texans opponents to know which one of these guys they need to pay attention to because everyone knew, okay, Hopkins, Fuller, Steels. It was just like that. Now it's going to be, okay, Cooks, possibly Fuller, possibly Steele, possibly Randall Cobb. It's going to give the Texans some kind of advantage because it just shows how much dangerous they're going to be. But, of course, on the flip side is all this depends on if they can stay healthy, it's not if they can establish team chemistry with one another because these four guys plus Deshaun Watson, they're really, really smart. I don't think that's going to be a problem. It's all going to come down to health. You have a guy who can't stay healthy. You have another guy where it seems like every time he get hit, it's a concussion. And I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, the numbers of concussions that Cooks has had over the last couple of years, it's kind of scary. And then you also got to take a look at a guy like Kenny Stills. I mean, yes, his injury history is not as significant as a guy like Cooks, as a guy like Fuller, but almost every single year, especially when we were sent the injury reports, he was always nearly nearly every single week this man was doubtful due to a hamstring injury. So it's, it's, it's just going to come down with health. But if they can stay healthy, 
If Cooks could come in and be that top-tier receiver, I truly believe that the Texans offensively is going to be a hell of a lot better than they have been, I hate to say this, with DeAndre Hopkins. Before we depart for today, I definitely want to let you guys know that the Houston Texans did sign 40th overall draft pick Ross Blacklock to a four-year deal, which would be worth uh, $7.9 million, a little bit roughly around that number. They also signed uh, former Penn State star John Reed. He also received a four-year contract worth just under $4 million. Uh, so shout out to those guys and just getting them getting them their money, get that bread, love that money, get them situated, taken care of so they can buy them some homes, somewhere to lay their heads because if it's going to be a season, they got to eat. They got to get the rest they need. So I'm happy for those those young guys getting their contracts. Oh, uh, you know, I'm happy for him too. But Ross Blacklock already had his home. He was living right there in Sugarland. <laughs> <laughs> so nah, I mean, if anything, season or no, <laughs> if anything, season or no season, he good. <laughs> he want to get his own place. The luxury, the luxury of playing in your hometown, man. I'm John Some Sports Guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at Some Sports Guy with two Ys. Also, don't forget to follow Locked On Texans on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Russell Westbrook made his return to the bubble on yesterday. And ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to know, Everything that he had to say, please be sure to check out Locked On Rockets with my boy JT Gatlin. And if you just want to read about what he said, I mean, you could easily just go to my Twitter page and click on the first, well, the second story that you see and read about his first day in the bubble. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Locked On Texans. Until next time, peace.